0: Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back.
1: Well, we've just heard Doug Ford's assessment of the city's finances. Uh, He says they're a train train wreck. Um, He talks about his administration or his brother's administration haven't saved a billion dollars. There are people who take issue with that number. And the people who are actually running the city budget say that the things he's saying are not Accurate. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the city's budget chief fired off a note saying in any political debate, and I'm quoting Facts Matter, and I would encourage any individual attacking Toronto's finances to stick to the facts before firing off false and cavalier statements. Right now on the line, we have Shelley Counselor. Sherry Car- Shelley Carroll, who is a counselor for Ward Thirty Three, Don Valley East, and she is a former budget chief and is currently on the budget committee. Hello, thanks for joining us. Hello, Libby. Uh, so, uh, what do you say to Doug Ford? Um, I, I, first of all, I want to thank uh, uh, you for
2: for being your own fact checker <laughs> during the interview and the the uh, callbacks there, because uh, there were a couple of things to dispute. But um, if I were to to say something to Doug right now, I would say he better go back and review all the fact checking that was done during his last campaign. Um, he and uh, and his brother, may he rest in peace, did not save the city a billion dollars. To begin with, before you even start the calculations, which were all proven to be erroneous, you got to start by subtracting $364 million that I left in a surplus for them that they spent a day into office. Mm-hmm. Rob Ford said on the very first day, we're having a 0% tax increase and I'm wiping out that reserve. We essentially didn't do a budget that year. So you got to start there. So now we're already down to $650 million and uh, a number of other uh, falsehoods bring you down to What you learn is, is that during the, the Ford administration, they saved, they found efficiencies in about what we all find efficiencies in. In each term of office, we are constantly, trimming, closing down uh, studies that are over, closing down departments that were doing a service that is no longer needed, which brings you to about three to $400 million in savings. But at the same time, you take those savings and you invest in the things that people need. And uh, uh, Doug and his brother did none of the crucial investing, none of the investments in housing. In fact, they hired disastrous people to run housing and we're still digging ourselves out of that. None of the investments in trans in fact, canceled a lot of transit. Mocking SmartTrack is uh, uh, kind of a mistake because uh, uh, it's his own uh, uh, conservative colleagues that are right now trying to stop a SmartTrack uh, smart station from being built at Lawrence East that uh, that has already been approved. It, there, there are, there are falsehoods all over uh, his statements.
1: Uh, I'm just going to give the numbers out again uh, just in case there are callers who uh, want to call in on this side of the debate. 416 360 toll free one 866 I'm talking to Shelley Carroll and she is disputing some of the things that Doug Ford said in uh, the half hour that he was on here. Uh, he did mention one thing I hadn't heard of before. He said that uh, at at the moment, City Hall is counting on $700 million from land transfer tax, and because of the slowdown in the real estate market, um, $300 million of that money is not going to be there. Is that right? Uh, no,
2: we inflated that number a little bit as well. We're 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 not up to seven hundred million, uh, but but uh, uh, that's a that's a decisions that that's taken annually. Each year we do a real estate estimate to find out exactly what will be uh, the projected amount of revenue. And every year, this year included, um, we, we because we make such a conservative estimate, each year we've ended up uh, uh, the surplus is generally made up of. Uh, land transfer tax over and above projection but they're projections that are based on if if uh, real estate science if you will and so we will this in this year's budget uh have to be making a uh, a smaller assumption but it will be based on facts and 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 there's there's uh, no better tracking in the, than in the real estate industry because the profession tracks itself so well
1: right but but um have you been counting on that money and if it if it isn't there will there be some kind of hole uh, well, the,
2: the money that we projected that we would need for the 2017 budget has turned out to be there, in in fact, a little more, because you'll recall, we, we knew when we were adopting the budget early in the year that the market needed a cool down, that, that there were announcements coming from the province uh, the province very soon. And so uh, even though we had a very hot market uh, coming into 2017, we made a conservative estimate, and, and we are – the moment about 30 million over that but that those funds will go into balancing the following year's budget. And we know that we're going to have to be extremely cautious and go looking for more efficiencies this year because we do know that we're going to have to adjust for, for new uh, land transfer tax earnings. But those earnings are still an essential part of city finance. Uh, I'll remind you that uh, uh, every year we, we deliver real services with those monies and save people it, on their property tax rates, keep their property. Property tax rate stable by having land transfer tax, Doug and his brother thought we shouldn't have it at all. And if we, if we didn't have it at all, people would be paying significantly more in property tax. And that would not involve just property speculators or those selling up. That would be on everyone's bottom line. That mm-hmm. would have been a disastrous decision to have taken. And in the strong mayor model, that decision could have been taken cavalierly back in 2011.
1: What about some of the user fees that he was talking about and that proposal, um, I guess uh, he was calling it the rain tax, I saw it as a roof tax. Uh, What about all those user fees and what have you been hearing from constituents about those? Well... That's, that's one of the, the beauties of Toronto City Council's model, that the mayor
2: is just one vote, that the mayor may have staff come in and have a proposal like that. But, but in today's democracy, you actually take it out to the community and you hear broadly from them. You let council deliberate over it and do some of their own consultations. And while we know that we may have to follow Mississauga and other GTA municipalities to have a, a special fee to address um, those who will not adapt their properties to help us with stormwater management. has uh, already done it and, and people have gotten quite used to it. Uh, we may have to go there. What we found is that, um, that, that people are really not ready for it, that they want us to really work on a few more proposals. And so in a couple of years, you may see us joining GTA municipalities and having a stormwater fee on top of what you pay for the Water that comes out of your tap uh, we have we have you know easily a billion dollars worth of stormwater mitigation to do, and with with Irma and Harvey swir- swirling out there and and uh, scientists already having weighed in that that is directly related to climate change and and the warming of seas, we know that we we have to deal with the extreme storm uh, adaptation, and we do have to find a way to pay for it. And the government that we have today under Mayor Tory and, 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 and governments uh, other than the Ford administration, we believe that the way to, to get there is to collaborate with our community, to be honest with them, and together develop solutions. And that's the type of government we're living under right
0: now in the city of Toronto. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zuma Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zuma Radio.
1: Welcome back. We have been talking municipal politics today and a look ahead to the mayoral race. Uh, It's coming up in just over a year. We had Doug Ford in the House uh, and uh, what he even calls the worst kept secret. It certainly looks like he's going to be taking on John Tory in the next election. And uh, he's going to make the official announcement on Friday. We had a lot of calls, a lot of support for him out there. The polls show him neck and neck with John Tory. And uh, he was talking about what he plans to do for the city finances. Now, the people running the finances at the moment take issue with his numbers. I'm on the line with Shelley Carroll, who is on the budget committee and is a former budget chief. Shelley, welcome back. Hi. Hi. Um, So first, uh, let's take a call from Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis.
0: Thanks for taking my call, Libby.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Uh, For Doug Ford to suggest that savings and taxes, and he cares about Scarborough, is simply beyond the pale. And I'll just mention the one file that I have called in about before, and that is the subway boondoggle that is going to now cost the city billions, when by now, we'd be well on the way to have a seven-stop LRT uh, up and running in Scarborough. And all reports uh, that have come out to date are suggesting that this is a very uh, bad mistake that's being made. And frankly, I'm not impressed with John Tory on this file either. He talks about evidence-based. I don't think so. That's my comment. Thank you.
1: Okay, Dennis, thanks for that. Shelley, why does the cost of that subway stop keep ballooning? Well, the decision was taken with
2: with with literally no study whatsoever. Uh, the basic study the basic uh, environmental assessment had already taken place for for the uh, um, the lrt that was to extend from scarborough town center uh what it would have done is is taken the the rt that right now runs from kennedy station in the east up to scarborough town center and right on the same platform that 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 uh, that rt is running today we would have fortified it and built an lrt that would have after it got to scarborough town center would have continued off the street all the way out to Scarborough Centennial College, where there are 10,000 students who often take a bus, uh, 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 more than that now, actually, since the growth of that campus, then the LRT would have gone under a tunnel again off-road under the 401 and up through a, a green belt all the way to uh to shepherd where the chinese cultural center uh, reaches malvern neighborhood uh, a very disconnected and badly in need of transit neighborhood all of it for much less now the uh, ford administration is how we ended up uh, uh you know intractably stuck developing a subway uh, on the day of that consideration was the the day that Mayor Ford and his brother first learned, because they didn't read reports, they never read reports, and and rarely listened to even staff briefings. That was the moment that they learned that this LRT they had to stop because it would bother traffic was entirely off-road. And by then, they were so stubborn and had done so much campaigning that they wouldn't change their minds, even once they had the facts. Uh, We can't go back to that type of administration. We're living with the the disastrous effects of of an uh, ill-informed administration now.
1: Okay. Uh, We have less than a minute left. Just to uh, wrap things up, what would you like to leave us with? Hello? Oh, sorry. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I said we have less than a minute left. What would you like to leave us with? Well, I would like to just address one last thing,
2: and and Mayor Tory can do this himself the next time he's on on Zoomer. Uh, We're not banning police officers from from schools, uh, nor is the school board to to defend them. Uh, A specific program called School Resource Officers is a program that the school board has asked that we wind down. But in every high school, elementary and middle school across the city, every day police officers are going in under all sorts of other programs and doing good community policing, the kind of positive interaction with students that we want. It's only one specific program. So to uh, to to couch this in terms of we've banned police from schools is is so inaccurate. It's dangerous. I hope people understand that across the city today.
1: Okay, Shelly Carroll. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet. Thanks, Livy. Okay. Bye bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.